Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle, and we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. And this week, we are closing out our 2021 spooky season while celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cult classic 13 Ghosts, and we're happy to do that with our special guest, Sam, from 4 Minutes to Save the Show. Hi, Sam. Hi. How's everybody? Welcome. Great. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on this uh, adventure we're about to go on. <laughs> adventure is right. Buckle up. <laughs> yes. 13 Ghosts is the story of Arthur, a widower, and his two children. He inherits an interesting house built by his late uncle Cyrus. Unfortunately, they soon find out that Cyrus's seemingly good deed is a trap to lure Arthur into completing an ancient ritual. You've you've been really killing it with these, I just want to say. Thank you. you. Sorry, I just had to say it. There is no copying and pasting. It's all from the brain. No Wikipedia here, friends. None. (laughs) 13 Ghost stars Tony Shalhoub. Shannon Elizabeth, Alec Roberts, J.R. Bourne, Rodiga, F. Murray Abraham, and our favorite Matthew Lillard. The story (laughs) is by Rob White, and the screenplay is by Neil Marshall Stevens, Richard Devodio, with uncredited rewrites from Todd Alcott and James Gunn. How fun is that? Right? I'm mad that James Gunn has not asked Matthew Lillard to be in any of his projects. Like how awesome would he have been in Suicide Squad or Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy, Sam? Uh, I'm I'm surprised that he hasn't either. That's that's a layup for him. He can totally fit in a Suicide Squad or a Guardians of the Galaxy. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think we should start a campaign now. Oh, yes. we should totally start a campaign. If you're not going to yes. use him in screen, use him in this, please. He's just so good. Okay. I'm like already fangirling. Okay. And 13 Ghosts was directed by Steve Beck. It is currently available to watch on HBO Max. And when you search on HBO Max, you've got to spell out 13. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, because I was looking for it, and I could not find it. I almost got an argument with my sister, because I was like, okay, pull it up, let's watch. And she's like, oh, it's not here. I was like, I ain't paying for this. I know it's on HBO Max. I just saw it the other day. And so then we realized we had to spell it out. Like, come on now. I was very annoyed. The true fan knew, but she already owns it. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. It's okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental trash (laughs) out with the juggernaut trash (laughs) oh boy all right sam what is your what would your y2k self give this movie what's your rating 
whatever the highest rating could possibly be <laughs> beyond all other ratings. I loved this movie when I was younger. My Y2K person, I watched this movie like seven, eight times. Okay, well, that's good because Jackie, why? I, I feel like I'm, y'all are going to kill me, but go ahead, Jackie. That's okay. Sam, I'm right there with you. I love, love, loved 13 Ghosts and had <laughs> it checked all my boxes. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Danielle. When Sam said his and I gave the response, I wasn't trying to shade him. It was just, no. I, th- I thought I was going next. So I was going to say my part. I, I think I saw this movie, but oh. then I watched it and I was like, I don't know if I did. So I, I can't give a real rating because I don't know how Fair my enough. Y2K self thought of this movie. <laughs> or thought of it at all i have a funny story actually involving this movie when i was younger okay this is how i bonded i actually one of my first real bonding moments with my little sister so i had i was watching this movie i thought to be cool you have to watch movies a bunch of times so you can quote them so i was on my like fifth rewatch of 13 ghosts and i loved this movie and i had fallen asleep and my when i woke up my five-year-old sister had come into my room and sat down next to me and was sitting there just eyes glued to the tv oh and a five and she's just watching and i was just like are you do you know this is a horror movie she was like yeah and i was just oh. like and you've been watching it this entire time she's like yeah and she like i was like so what happened she's like oh this and this and this and i was like oh you like this and she was like yeah and we sat there and watched the last 30 minutes together and i'm just like oh you you like horror movies that's cool <laughs> I, I hope you don't have nightmares after this and people wonder why the United States has the most serial killers in the whole freaking world. Danielle, yeah. you do not have room to talk. I already <laughs> As a young know. Child, I was you... indoctrinated into yes. the horror. That's why I completely rebel against it. My sister, I look on the back of her head all the time to see if six 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 is there because she <laughs> lives, breathes everything in this movie. She leaned into it. And I don't mind saying this because I don't even think that bitch listens to our podcast anymore. I don't so. think so either, unless no. she's on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, producer Serena. You're fired. <laughs> if you hear this episode, you can reinstate, get reinstated. But until you do, we're just going to keep talking shade about you every episode. That's it. That's our new segment. <laughs> it's going to be called Serena Shade. <laughs> I like it. I'll make a title for it. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so I this movie, so if we start at the beginning, not even mm-hmm. this movie, but like why this movie was even created. So there was a bunch of producers, directors, people, I don't know. They came together and they decided to make a studio called Dark Castle to remake William Castle films. So I think the first one they did was the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. And this movie, 13 Ghosts, was the second attempt. Oh. And it was also the last. Oh. <laughs> it, it did not... Womp, womp, womp. The venture did not continue, apparently, um, which kind of sucks. Yeah. It didn't lose money. It, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. So the budget... <laughs> The budget for this film was $42 million. And 
I could see the budget. You know, some of the other movies we've been watching and we see the budget, we're like, I don't know where the budget went. But this this movie was beautiful, I think. Yes. The special effects, I think they hold up still. Yeah. Um, even though it was made in 2001. So 20, 20, wait. 20 years. years. It's the 20th anniversary, Danielle. I, <laughs> math. math is not math, but yes, 20 years. Um still holds up they made 68 million dollars worldwide so the margins very low Mm. at least they came out i mean yes you and i could say that but the studio's like bitch where my money (laughs) like where's my money no seriously where's my money (laughs) insert stewie beating the shit out of brian (laughs) bitch where's my money it's it's a, a movie the movie game is a rough rough business and <laughs> it really is yeah i don't like it <laughs> the, well i mean yes at the time it didn't do well but surprises on them because this movie has turned into an absolute cult classic and there's like a resurgence of people just loving it and one and of the- like you said like the the cgi the effects a hundred percent hold up Uh, like it could be a movie you're watching that is produced today there was nothing in it where I was like oh that kind of looks weird like it is I would say out of every movie we've watched so far the best graphics yeah it's been pretty good what do you think Sam uh I would say yeah there's been definitely I've seen I I'm a huge horror movie fan so you know Mm. but uh (laughs) and when I was re-watching it I was just like you know it wasn't bad like special effects wise the the costumes were great the set design was great the the depths were great I just it it like I've definitely seen some horror movies that have come out in the last couple years that this beats out in just special effects Mm -hmm. so yeah it 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 holds up yeah I definitely think it it did really well and also the cool thing is that it's a remake and they played homage to the remake the original I mean um but still made it more updated yeah yeah 100 percent. so all right the story begins in our wrecking yard and Cyrus a very wealthy man is trying to catch a ghost so he he has an 18 wheeler bust into like this chain link fenced in junkyard it's not really junkyard it just has cars in it like it almost seems like a a wreck yard we'll say can we talk about his clothes uncle cyrus that bitch looked like he was a vampire pimp with that red <laughs> lining in his jacket flowing in the background he definitely had some little dandiness to him. I'm <laughs> he definitely did. gonna say that. When I first saw it, I thought, I was, "Oh, so he's a wizard?" Okay, so like yeah. he's like one of those modern wizard people. Okay, <laughs> cool. Nope, nope. It's just a look. It's a choice he made. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing steampunk before it became like mainstream. Uh, you guys, you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he. He brings him a huge team. They have all of this equipment. Matthew Lillard shows up in a very snazzy turtleneck. 
and glasses. He was looking good. Loved his rain jacket. That's what my sister and I said at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very obvious that he is some sort of ghost hunter. You get a little bit of his backstory later, but essentially he um, has some psychic abilities. And so he can kind of sense when um, spirits are around. And then if he touches anyone, he can kind of see their past traumas. They also bring in this cube, this glass cube that's probably a good like 10 by 12 cube. There's also a lady that I didn't even learn her name till later on. She is a um, ghost freedom activist. I didn't know that's I like rewatching it. I did not realize that's what she was. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like. Uh, it's appropriate i guess people with free ghosts that sounds like something would happen yeah Yeah. i mean i i felt in my opinion she wasn't wrong no she wasn't like no you would want i mean like i wouldn't be trapped anywhere so yeah of course i would free a ghost that (laughs) makes sense just PETA, but for ghosts correct yeah yeah, sure (laughs) So she's trying to tell them, like, you can't trap ghosts. It's unethical. And Cyrus is having none of it. Um, And then they say, release the bait. And it was literally like a gasoline truck filled with blood that they just spray everywhere. I loved it. I, I was just like, oh, I totally forgot about this part. Also, that is so cool. Is, <laughs> you just spray, they're just spraying blood everywhere. Like, Argh. it was a really nice touch. But at the same time, I was like, where'd they get all that blood? Like, <laughs> oh, they went to Cyrus is rich. He just went to the, the, the American Court Cross and was just like, we need. Uh, you know, 50 gallons of blood and just like to save lives. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to save one undead person. <laughs> which is so topical right now because people keep talking about how unethical it is that people are donating blood to these organizations and they are selling it. Yeah. To big hospitals and whatnot. So that they can give it to me and then charge me $2,000 an ounce. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Red. <laughs> Just so happy. And for people like Cyrus to spread it around, try to catch ghosts. Yeah. Why were the ghosts attracted to the blood? I don't know. I are, mean, they're not vampires. Are they? We don't know. They I don't think the juggernaut was. He just liked to kill people. I just feel like. I Cyrus, feel like the bait could have just been a person standing there whatever their thing was and that would attract them i guess but like cyrus is dressed like a vampire pimp he's spreading blood everywhere i was confused in the beginning you know this being my first time watching this movie (laughs) he has a mansion on the hills he's very Mm -hmm. eccentric he seems very old say and i've only seen him in the dark i've never seen him hit the sun (laughs) okay side story continue jackie sorry Cyrus hands Matthew Lillard special glasses and then all of a sudden he can see 
the juggernaut as he is wreaking havoc in this wrecking yard and he is tossing people to the side shoving them backwards into trunks the amount of spine breaking in this movie i love it (laughs) (laughs) i have a sick thing like in harbors i have a sick thing about people getting like their spine broken and like they didn't they they were just giving those out i loved it every time it happened i went i was like (laughs) jutting back and forth feeling and it seemed like that was the juggernaut's finishing move was like the backwards spine break finish him (laughs) (laughs) and so his name was the breaker that's the thing when i first saw that i was just like isn't his name breaker as he breaks people and he was like (laughs) and when the beat drops I love that. <laughs> that's so they our, essentially good. Like that's our new ghost is the breaker. <laughs> <laughs> so they lure the juggernaut into the cube. Someone gets stuck in there with him. One of oh. one of Cyrus's cronies. It's not great. No. He beat him like it, it was just unnecessary. Come on, bruh. You already killed him. You broke his back. Like, why you gotta make him to a pulp? Can't even family can't even have an open casket funeral, <laughs> bruh. They don't have families. <laughs> <laughs> and side note, Matthew Lillard's name in the movie is Dennis. We will never call him that. It, it's just always Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Now I'm I forever. immediately forgot it afterwards and just called him Matthew Lillard. It's such entire. a horrible yep. name. Dennis. It really is. Sorry to all the Dennis's out there. Um, it just doesn't fit Matthew Lillard. I'm sorry to my god brother. <laughs> Damn, Danielle. Now he'll never be a Patreon member. <laughs> uh, the Juggernaut is now in the cube. He's trapped. Hooray! the last ghost now we can build our spooky house and then they look over to cyrus be like high five and cyrus has his throat slit by a piece of scrap metal i was so confused by that i was like how how do you do that how is he how are both of these men dead and that lady's just sitting there where did the yeah i was i was a little suspicious of that whole thing Rightly so. (laughs) And then the next thing we see is kind of like this montage-ish. It's a really cool scene in that like it's a slow pan. And so it starts outside with like Shannon and Elizabeth and her little brother playing. (laughs) I don't know in what world they're siblings. Okay, so I have notes. (laughs) <laughs> my sister and I are watching this part and Shannon Elizabeth goes, you're the best little brother that anyone could ever have. And I was like, so did I ever do that stupid shit? Cause there's a big age difference between me and my siblings. And she was like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> who says that? Like who? And Shannon Elizabeth straight looks up, looks 
mid twenties. And this kid is like all of five. Like it just, it didn't, it didn't make sense. Uh, They definitely. Okay. From a cast standpoint, I think the casting that they did do was pretty good. I could have, I could have chained Rodriga out for somebody else. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving that. But thank you. And, and I'm black, so I can say that. <laughs> Anybody else shut the fuck up. But um, she definitely could have been changed, could have been changed out. And Chin and Elizabeth was the most unnecessary casting choice. A hundred percent. It didn't make any sense. And her acting was in the down in the dumps the the only reason shannon elizabeth was in that movie was name recognition the only reason i thought it was for the the titty pop where okay so yes yes. so tell me the tell me a ghost is ripping your clothes off just so your titty could pop up without (laughs) telling me okay because that's all like okay what's happening right now why do we see titty she's getting mauled but her did it did it pop out it it wasn't a full we didn't see nick but i saw the rest i saw a lot on fully i I saw (laughs) top layers and bra i mean you could have gotten another person that could have acted better we didn't need yeah all we got was it was that titty shot that was what it was i -hmm. bet they probably asked her to show her nipples and she said no maybe she was already in America Pie. Everyone's always already hey, seen. Hey, hey, you could start saying putting boundaries to your your Tita poppage. This know? is fair. This yeah. is fair. Um, doesn't uh, make her acting any better. Not at all. <laughs> and apparently, it didn't matter. Not a bit. And okay, so question: If you could replace Rodiga. Who would you replace her with? First and foremost, there were there's no black lady getting treated the way that she was getting dogged out no. by this fucking family. I mean, Shannon Elizabeth would have gotten it. Her character would have gotten slapped in the first shot of how she was being disrespectful and and disgusting. So I just got to put put that preface there um because it changes the role they would have to change a few things before we put any other people but i could have saw like oh a capital union would have been fun yes um let me think let me think oh let's see i don't want to do somebody boring or like, what about a jada yeah jada would have straight knocked her out but <laughs> i think the levels of her being that short it mm-hmm. wouldn't have because Matthew Lillard like it would have thrown yeah. off everything. So unfortunately, Gabrielle has a nice height. That fits yeah, she does. Well. So then could have done it too. Mm-hmm. True, would have been like good. Um, oh, the girl that played was in the Blade movie, who I, played the doctor. Get out right? of my head! Get out of my head! <laughs> I was like, I was trying to remember her name. I was like, I can't. It's not remember. an easy name. It does like I. But yeah, she would have been cool. I I'm mad if we don't see her anymore. But yes, okay. Okay, else? so so we see yes, Shannon Elizabeth and her much younger brother, uh, playing outside. Seems Bobby. Yeah. So Shannon Elizabeth, 
um, character's name is Kathy, her little brother, Bobby, you're playing outside and that kind of pans and you just hear this voiceover of different things that are happening. And so you hear a voiceover where they're talking about, there's a fire in the house, blah, blah, blah. Then you hear the mom, like the kids are still in the house. I have to go find them. And then it's like, okay, Danielle, what, what's going on now? So we already established that Shannon Elizabeth is a whole ass adult in this movie, Mm -hmm. right? She is grown. So this fire happens. Why your daddy got to come get you, bitch? Why weren't you like moving and trying to get you and your brother out? Like, what is this? Your mama died because of you. I said it. I said it. Maybe she's a deep sleeper. The they were awake. <laughs> they were in the backyard. That's what was happening. Like I was don't want to know how the yeah, they were all like just hanging out and then like a fire happened and they all like kind of ran out and then just left the mom. Like I, I did not understand why the mom died in that fire. Yeah. It seemed like everyone else had it, and then she just for for like story reasons she just died yeah it was it was ridiculous shannon elizabeth probably started the fire she was probably burning popcorn and doing some stupid shit while she was out there bobby you're the best little brother (laughs) yeah yeah what was her character's name kathy okay because i don't want it's not shannon elizabeth's fault it's (laughs) kathy's fault yeah but so anyway yes mama dies she um has severe burns she later passes away at the hospital and so now tony shalhoub is just a math teacher can't get his shit together shannon elizabeth is kind of like having to take care of him a little bit you see all of her bill his bills are passed through i mean she keeps him on time and is like hey you're gonna be late but does she have a job because again we have established she's she has she's a full-ass grown person i think we're supposed to assume that she's like in high school which is (laughs) so far outside my realm and we have done a ton of movies where they get older actors to play high school students and this is the least believable high school student i have ever seen in my life it is it was like her walking in as drew barrymore and never been kissed like how did people not know she was a grown-up but so they do show the transition of the dad, like how he was together in the house. They had like a beautiful house and to now this crappy apartment that is a mess. And this is what I hate. Like, just because you're poor doesn't mean you're messy. No. You could still be poor. And it doesn't and- mean you're unhappy either. I mean, obviously yeah. he's unhappy because he's still processing the the death of his wife yeah but like yeah poorness does not equal slovenliness or unhappiness it just doesn't I also feel like a really cool trajectory of of Tony Shalhoub's character would have been if him and his uncle were both ghost hunters and then he left the game to go be with his wife and family and that his uncle died and and he left him the house and it, it kind of tears him from like should I you know away from his family to go chase what I used to do that would have been really interesting instead of I don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> It was just weird. Yeah. So now, where are we? Hold on. <laughs> We're still in the first. <laughs> I know. I see. But I, I'm on my next page. That's good. 
oh so a lawyer shows up and he's like hey your uncle cyrus died he said to play this video of in light of his untimely death sus a hundred percent sus and so it's like again the weird are you a vampire thing where he's like in his study with all of his antiquities behind him like I guess you're wondering why I have a video. Well, guess what? <laughs> you have inherited all of my shit, including creepy house. Yeah. You're welcome. So why? Okay. If I inherited a house and I've got kids, I'm not, we're packing up. Like I would say, okay, you guys, I'll be back. I'm going to go with this weird businessman. I'm probably going to get a realtor to come with me. We're going to go check out a, the house really quick and see what this shit's worth. And then I'm going to work on getting it sold. I'm not packing my bags and everybody we're moving on up to the glass house on the <laughs> east side. It don't make no sense. Also, uh, to add on to the whole vampire thing, <laughs> what was up with the background of that video? Because I'm just like, if you're just doing a normal, uh, you know, here's my last will and testament video here you go it'd just be fun it'd just be a recording there was like moving stuff like gears and like colors and stuff in the background and the video kept kind of like changing i was just like what what do you need the extra like movie maker <laughs> design on that for like yeah i don't know he was youtube before youtube i don't know <laughs> yeah somebody had some editing skills on that one <laughs> so now they are driving up to Willow Grove, which is very secluded. And the, oh, and then I wrote the ghost rights advocates. Uh, we switched to a scene or cut to a scene where the ghost, ghost rights advocate is gathering supplies. So we see her gathering shit and it's all like books and dynamite and all of the shit. And then we cut back to the family. So we're like, oh, she knows shit. And so she's going to go help them because she knows like this. I knew that, that bitch couldn't be trusted from day one. <laughs> day one. Ghost rights, Danielle. Well, he, well, here, well, that was the other thing. Right? We got all these live human people getting all sorts of having all these issues and, and getting killed and you out here advocating for ghosts bitch go sit sit down. <laughs> sit down i didn't think anything was up i was just like oh she's just basically Peter for ghosts so then it would make sense she would just rush in there just like probably let chain herself yeah let me frame them all or like chain myself to the house like ghosts are people they're afterlife people <laughs> <laughs> So we see Matthew Lillard is at the front door again, sus, because how did he know they'd be rolling up on that day at that time? There's yeah. lots of questions. I would have been like, I don't care. I don't care if you're with the power company, you come back when I call your supervisor, give me that card. I'm too damn suspicious. First of all, <laughs> I'm not going to that house in the dead of night with this man that I don't know I'm checking his credentials as well he's also the Allison's dad from Team Wolf my sister and I shouted when we saw him <laughs> yeah Matthew Lillard is like hey the lights are out blah 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 
I need to check your breaker. I need to get inside the house essentially. And they're like, oh, okay. And so (laughs) (laughs) like you do. So Tony Shalhoub takes the really weird fucking key and puts it in the slot the whole door eats the key and then shit just starts moving all over the house. So like there is gears. Oh, we did not describe the house. <laughs> it is entirely glass panels. Some have like Latin etchings on them. It is giant. And so, and then when he, puts the key in and opens the door the panels of glass start like literally moving and rearranging the layout of the house yeah and that's uh, when I would have been like I've seen cube thank (laughs) you I'm good yeah this is so they call it the crew called it a puzzle house Mm -hmm. and they had to you know the design of the house was inspired by the New York Science Museum um, and it was constructed indoors on the Bridge Studios lot in Vancouver. And the house involved more than three miles of etched glass, all of which had to be made by hand. So instead of like etching 8,500 square feet of the glass, they used con- the construction of the set um, and rendered the etchings of the Latin spells and, and incantations on a plastic overlay so that they can stick it onto the surfaces instead of etching it, which smart. Um, but it was also a nightmare for them to film in the house because of all, it, it's a puzzle. It's literally a puzzle the way that they had to build it. Not only is it a puzzle, it's all glass. So just blocking and not having a reflection of crew or the camera, like the ins- I didn't even think of that. Wow. The insanity in which this movie was shot. Like it is a work of art. Just yeah. the cinematography I of wonder, this movie. I hope they didn't just destroy it. I hope it like lives somewhere because that's so freaking cool. I mean, I mean I'll take a panel that I can hide behind <laughs> and no ghost can get to me. Yeah, well, that's what I was just thinking. Matthew Lillard in the mm-hmm. movie at some point says that the ghost can't pass where there's any of the inscriptions or if if you say something verbally so why the fuck were they not saying stuff in latin verbally what you were gonna learn latin like but tony e pluribus unum (laughs) i mean But Tony Shalhoub's character knew Latin because there was a part a where- A little bit. Just enough, a little bit. Enough to say some words. He knew about the I, devil. I don't think it was like a sentence. Like, it wasn't like Harry Potter where they're just like, apple, and then like the, all the ghosts just disapparate. I think I you had to like say a paragraph or something like that. I would have memorized. I would have had a little sheet and said, it is a to uh... <laughs> A bitch no. would have been raided, okay? I, I would have said it, and it would have turned the ghost against me, and then it'd be like, oh, kill that person in specifically? Hone on him now? Now it's a, like a honing device? Perfect. That's how the spell would have worked for me, so I'm Danielle would have turned into Benny from The Mummy and just stop <laughs> holding up. No, damn Hebrew. Right. <laughs> <cool> Latin. <laughs> 
Bienvenidos. I would have done everything. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. Uh, Leviosa. 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 <laughs> Leviosa. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh! <laughs> After they're in the house, house starts manipulating itself, and a pendulum starts swinging somewhere in the bowels of the house. And so you're like, "Oh, shit! Just got real." Yep. And but the door the disappears. Yes, and now they don't even have a front door. They're trapped in this glass house, and no one is panicking. Yeah, and this is the part of the movie where I would have called it, them kids need an ass whooping. A hundred percent. Because little Bobby was out of his damn mind. And also, this is again where I don't believe Rod Diggett to be believable, but then I'm like, maybe it was a white person writing the script for this because anybody who has a Black parent or has had a Black babysitter knows there ain't no way you just out here running these streets. She would have been or like these glass halls. Yeah, Bobby, mm-hmm. your, <laughs> Bobby, bring your ass and sit down in that chair in the library. And you don't go until I tell you. Okay. I'm and that's all that would have been said. <laughs> so yes. Uh and she also makes a point to say. Miss Maggie does not do windows. Yep. <laughs> and I'm a hundred percent agree with giving boundaries because my job is to babysit this child. I'm doing a horrible job at it, but I'm also <laughs> telling you I'm not doing this other shit. Also, how is he affording a baby a babysitter on a math teacher's salary? I don't I'm saying that's government assistance right there for you. It would have had to have been. Yeah. Like he can't pay his bills yet. You have a babysitter. Like y'all don't like. I live. She, if she, if he's the best brother of all time, <laughs> wouldn't you want to babysit your brother? It takes right? some financial burden off to your father. Yes. Thank you. Bitch. Do you have a job or are you babysitting your brother? What's happening here? Cause it looked like you ain't doing nothing, but looking She's at yourself too. in the mirror. She's cooking too. And she said like she doesn't like Maggie's cooking. So why are we having Maggie? Why is Maggie here? A hundred percent. So Matthew Lillard goes sneaking off because he's on a mission. We don't know what his mission is yet. And I would have been like, oh, bro, the lights came on. Your services are no longer needed. Yes. My power's not out. See ya. my electric door is working what are you doing here i thought you said the power grid was out and then the lawyer was sus because he was out there creeping Mm -hmm. and then when you walk in it doesn't even look like a house it looks like a museum the kid is like ready to to pull out a freaking um samurai sword and knives and shit Fun fact, Ooh. Duncan McLeod's dragon katana from Highlander appears as one of the swords in Cyrus's collection. That's some real nerd Ooh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So yes, everyone um, kind of first rule of horror movies, don't split up. Everyone fucking splits up. Idiots. <sighs> 
They don't learn. Uh And so Matthew Lillard goes down to the basement and he's looking for money. Yeah, because that's where my money is, is in the basement. (laughs) But the joke's on him because he starts losing his, he starts getting overwhelmed, I guess, or inundated with ghost spirits. And he realizes that the entire basement is filled with all the ghosts he helped catch. Correct. All locked up in in magical cubes with the etchings mm-hmm. in the house, and and every time, like it's, it really speaks to Matthew Lillard's acting ability because what he does non-verbally when he is supposed to be getting like that information psychically, the way he like contorts his body, like I felt his pain for him. Yeah, the way he's getting those flashes and feeling their pain so bravo matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> matthew Lillard was a great actor for this role he yeah he, he was the whole thing perfectly yep unlike are we are we upstairs or wherever the hell the room that shannon elizabeth has now found the bathroom are we there yet? So she finds the bathroom. What is her character's name again? Damn it. I got to look it up. Uh, we're not quite there. Um, I think the only thing we're missing to get up there, Matthew Lillard has his special glasses now, and so he can see the ghosts. Uh, the kids wander <laughs> off like they're not supposed to. And then Dennis comes and tries to warn Arthur yeah like you need to gtfo you need to get your kids and you need to get out and he also he grabs arthur and sees arthur's trauma yes and so he's like well i need to help this dude because he's already been through way more trauma than anyone should and And he also feels guilt which we'll get to later he feels guilt a little bit yeah so i think yes and and now I wrote Shannon Elizabeth is living her best life because she's jumping on the bed. This is wonderful. A bathroom all to myself. First of all, bitch, you had you look like you had a pretty stable life and money before. So why you acted brand new like you ain't never had money before? This is some real like I'm I've been poor my whole life mentality situation mm-hmm. like. Do you jump on a, on beds that you don't know who the person's sleeping habits? What if Uncle Cyrus was one of those people who slept butt naked on his bed yes. every time, and she just jumps onto that bed like, "Oh, this is great!" How did we Uncle Cyrus die? Did he die from a rare skin disease? We don't know. But you're just, oh, yeah. I'm the changing life. the sheets immediately, immediately, and. Also, I just imagine my mom whooping my ass, jumping on no damn bed, grown as you are, grown as you are, jumping on the damn bed. And can we talk about who sniffs who sniffs perfume like that? That bitch was smelling scents for like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. The whole thing from H to T was over-sexualized. How they were able to portray the over-sexualization of Shannon Elizabeth in a bedroom bathroom scene where she's the only one there. I'll fucking never know, but (laughs) it happened. And then when she is finally 
joined by someone that bitch full-on naked yeah she looks creepy but i've never seen so much areola for so long (laughs) oh like for um, so long so how did that person die because like Mm -hmm. it looked like she committed suicide because she there's like i'm sorry written on blood on the floor Mm -hmm. but like she has all these like stab like did slashes. you did she slash herself then write in blood i'm sorry then die in the tub or like what and that wasn't her tub because she uncle cyrus built the house after so is she just claiming that tub is hers it, are it, those her personal artifacts uncle cyrus brought in to like make it homey for her i don't know i had some questions but this scene this scene behind me uh-huh I couldn't. My, my sister and I were dying <laughs> laughing. Shannon Elizabeth is literally just staring at herself in the mirror for a book. good half hour. I, I don't even know what she's doing. <laughs> I don't know what the direction was given by the director as to, but the fakeness. It was if I can recreate. She looked like she was in like a Neutrogena uh, commercial or something. Yes. Like she was like gonna toss her hair back and go, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> or the herbal essence commercial. Yes. Yeah. It was splashing water on her face. Yeah. We'll go into detail. Oh, yes. In that intimate. <laughs> the bathtub scene, Jackie. I know we'll get there because that ghost hasn't even been unleashed yet. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Maggie finds glasses, so she has a pair of the the ghosty glasses too, which in the movie the characters need special glasses to see the ghosts. And in the original 13 ghosts from 1960, viewers needed special glasses to see the ghosts. So this was a detail from the original that was kept. That was so cool because it gave like in the during the movie, it gave prompts where it would tell the audience to put on the glasses. So if you were real ride or die, you were putting the glasses on, you got to see the ghost. Scary. If you were a little chicken bitch like me, you wouldn't put the glasses on and be like, deuces, I hope y'all are having fun. And it was an element that they did want to add to this movie in particular, but they didn't get to for the audience, not just the people wearing the glasses in the, in the scenes in the movie, but they didn't get to do that. Um, And the glasses also having the glasses in the original movie gave it um, a stigma that it was a 3d movie back in the day, but it wasn't, it was just so that you could see the ghosts. That's super cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, the lawyer goes <laughs> to the the gear pendulum room and he hits a button. He knows how to get in and he picks up his briefcase full of cash. Jokes on fucking him. It's on like a piano pedal that raises after he picks up the briefcase and sets shit in motion because fuck you, lawyer. Greed. And so it's like, you see the symbols and there's like a lever for each symbol. And so you see the first symbol and the lever goes up and a door in the basement opens. And that's when the angry princess is the first, first one unleashed, I believe. Yeah. What he, when he, what he sets in motion is that 
every, I don't know if it's every hour, I don't know what the time frame is, but one by one, the ghosts are going to be released in the house. Mm -hmm. And then along with that, the walls move every time. I think it's Matthew Lillard that notices that when you put the glasses on, there's invisible writing in some of the panels of the, the house as well. And so, yes. Oh, okay. And so then the lawyer, I really love this scene. So the lawyer's down in the basement-ish area, sees the angry princess, the first ghost to be released. And she's walking towards him. Like you said, she is completely nude. Um, We are to believe that she committed suicide, but she has slashes all over her body. And she's just walking towards him with a butcher knife. He's backing up, backing up, backing up. And a wall moves and slices the fucker in half. And it is amazing. (laughs) It is. It is so unexpected and it is so well done. I just. I applaud them for, for that piece of cinematography. And um, I believe. (laughs) What is it, Sam? What were you going to (laughs) say? I always like it in the horror movie when they slice the person where like the first half of them slides down and the second half does it and it just hangs out a little bit and then it also slides down. Yes. Great. The way that I just want to describe to the listeners who may not be watching this on YouTube, um, how excited Sam got. It was almost like, if you remember that movie Superstar with Molly Shannon. (laughs) where she's like sometimes when I get really nervous I put my hands in the market tonight <laughs> that's how excited Sam looked just now but he did not smell his own no he didn't, he didn't <laughs> but that's just a level of excitement <laughs> so and according to the director's commentary the creators were surprised they managed to get away with filming Benjamin Moss's death the way that they did without using any discretion shots they thought for sure that they were going to have to do cutaways or uh, something and they didn't get flagged for it. So that was, good on them. That was a big deal. <laughs> like, Apparently. That wasn't scary to me. Like, I don't. No, <laughs> it's just gore factor, which I love gore. I Tasteful adore gore. gore. Yes. Gore. <laughs> so now, um, the angry princess is gonna run havoc she's free to run havoc in the house i do want to mention that she is fully naked but there seems so it looks like there's some sort of plastic kind of saran wrap it's really weird because like again we saw lots of areola um (laughs) but it seemed to be pressed upon something you know like a clear coating can't quite figure out what it was i needed to get a little closer a little (laughs) closer investigation to figure out what was going on with them titties it was was dead titties she's like that's she's a dead that's a corpse that's what a corpse does corpses titties look like that's what i was that's what i always i don't know i don't want to i don't want to have dead titties it was, was her rigor mortis citizen, I guess. I don't Damn. Know. I'm sorry, <laughs> was it babe. her silicone like leaking out? Yeah. Creating that gel. 
Yeah, those were know. those were definitely fake ones. Yeah. Yeah, um, and now this is when Bobby just decides he's going off on his own. He mm-hmm. takes his little razor scooter and his little weird microphone recorder thing, and he's jetting all over the place. He has the glasses. So all I see him doing is like he I think Bobby is reminiscent of uh the kid from the shining with his little um bicycle thing that he's mm-hmm. riding around. That's what it gives me vibes of. Yeah. And and the- now Danielle, we get to talk about the bathtub scene. Thank you. So, <laughs> you know, as we said before, Shin Elizabeth straight looking in the mirror. And so we're having this duality thing happening at the same time where you see like the pretty bathroom. It's pristine. Shannon and Elizabeth's characters having the time of her life. While it's when it splits, you see that now the angry princess is there and blood is every fucking where. It is creepy. And then Shannon Elizabeth, which is already weird, that she straight keeps looking in the mirror forever. She was smelling the perfumes for like 40 minutes without sneezing. Weird. And then she goes to the bathtub. She's not going to take a bath. She's not cleaning the bathtub. But she turns on the water and she goes full on Noxzema commercial. You know, and every one of them where they take the any face wash commercial where they take the water and it's slow motion. You know, sometimes I try to do that at my own sink and it doesn't work out the way it looks like on TV. And you just have to clean up a mess. Yes, it's bad. (laughs) And so she's doing this with the goddamn bathwater. It makes no sense. Like she's a deprived child in the middle of nowhere, third world country who's never had water, splashing it all over her fucking face. And then the angry princess is sitting in the bathtub and the water is blood and she's looking at this bitch like we're looking at her in the audience like (laughs) why are you doing this and the water looks bloody Mm -hmm. and the angry princess also seems to be mad like bitch you're just ruining my day like this is weird and I'm gonna kill you now that's that was the vibes I was getting and I was very annoyed myself that whole scene was unnecessary and weird yes and so like the angry princess goes to like stab shannon elizabeth and arthur pops in and is like there you are bitch i thought i lost you he's like what the hell are you doing this is the bathroom <laughs> get the fuck out of here where's your brother and to bobby standing at the top of the stairs leading down to the basement and you can hear his mom i couldn't I have never been able to figure out is she talking through the like the microphone stereo thing or he can just hear her and she's literally saying Bobby don't come down here I think she can she's talking through that stereo thing because it ends up getting recorded I I don't know Mm -hmm. but it's a fight because she's telling him to to keep your ass upstairs Mm -hmm. and there's another ghost telling him to come downstairs which I don't understand because if you're if you could hear your dead mother if you could just hear her why the hell would you not listen to her i'd be so ecstatic that i could hear her bobby has a form of like voice like blindness 
because he immediately assumes these voices that are clearly not his family are his family <laughs> calling him to mess with him downstairs in the basement. And Lana, I'm just like, you don't know what your sister sounds like. You don't know what Maggie sounds like. You don't know what your dad sounds like. These people sound like them and they're telling you to come downstairs and you don't know what your mom sounds like. And mm-hmm. she's telling you to stay up there. And you're just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go down there then- and investigate. One of the best things that they did in this movie was that they got they they took Bobby and Shannon Elizabeth's character and they moved them away. I don't care where they went for all that time, but it was the best <laughs> thing to keep me to like keep me going with the movie because had them two kids, I'm using quotation marks here because Shannon Elizabeth's age is still suspect. If those two kids had stayed in that fucking movie, I would have thrown something at my grandma's TV. Because they were annoying as fuck. Two more mistakes and they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rod Digger's character, she was in trouble too because you were supposed to. You, that's your one job. That's your one job. Is to watch, watch that the kid. kid. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, Shannon Elizabeth is actually one year younger than Rod Digger. So again, again, y'all weren't fooling nobody. <laughs> Even though black don't crack, still that d- didn't make no sense. So where are we at, Jackie? I just I'm annoyed with these kids. Bobby goes downstairs, and then the lever flips for the second ghost, and then the house flippy flippies again, and then they show an exterior view of the house, and you kind of see. Um, almost like steel walls start to come up on the exterior in places. Wow. So you're like, oh, sh- shit's getting real. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is when they realize there's no more front door. So Dennis and Arthur are trying to break the front door or break the glass for the front door. And they're like, well, no, I don't even, was Dennis trying to help break the door? Because I think Dennis at some point was like, this is like a shatterproof or whatever glass. He yeah. did say, I'm going to wait right here. Like, y'all <laughs> he, do what you're going to do. I'm yeah. going to wait here. And he does not wait there. But <laughs> anyway, and this is where Maggie comes in. And she goes, oh, did the lawyer split? Yeah. (laughs) I was like that. I see what you did there. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Also, small aside, uh, Matthew Lillard, who is your costume designer? Who like your your person who puts your outfit together? Because awesome. When he mm-hmm. took the jumpsuit off and he had like the sh- the red shirt with the, I was just like, okay, is that what your normal cash cash clothes are? Because I like it. Swagalicious. I don't yeah. know if it was Matthew Lillard or whoever did that. It's the same person who came up with the pimp suit in the beginning for Uncle. What's his face? They, it, they... it was it, Matthew Lillard was going for modern vampire light. <laughs> <laughs> The red was very strong, but it mm-hmm. suited him. It did. Because if I'm wearing a jumpsuit, even as a costume, underneath it's going to be like sweatpants and a t-shirt. 
basically. <laughs> as comfy as possible, not a three-piece suit. No. Well, you know what? I think he... I don't think it was his clothes. I think he went into Cyrus's closet and took those clothes. I don't think he had a change of clothes. I don't think he like took no. the time to go to Cyrus's closet and changed in. <laughs> no, he took the sense. jumpsuit off. I remember seeing that. I remember him taking the jumpsuit off and taking it off. And I was just like, look at him with the nightlife outfit. I like it. <laughs> and my brother turns to me and is like, you would. And I was just like, why did just like Jamaican? I was like, okay, well, you know. Your brother's <laughs> shading you? Not nice. Uh, no, that is what he, that's that's what he does (laughs) so then we see uh it kind of fast forwards a little bit we see the lever for the third fourth fifth and sixth ghosts they're still looking for bobby um that's when matthew lillard goes into his tirade about how the the walls are ectoban shatter and soundproof Mm. I just feel like this looking for Bobby situation though wasn't a hundred percent top of mind all the time. <laughs> no. Sometimes I got distracted. And I'm just like I, I gave it a side eye for sure. <laughs> because where the fuck is Bobby should have been top priority for everybody in this scary ass house, especially mm-hmm. after what Matthew Lillard's character saw downstairs. Yeah. Dennis saw and uh, Matthew Lillard also says some of the panels containment spells etched on them and that's when Arthur says yeah they're in Latin apparently they're the Lord's prayer but in Latin um again I would have been saying it in English I don't think you had to say it in Latin they were they were speaking English that's what I I don't know what the rules of like the oculus are so Um, I don't know. The other thing that we need to remember is that Tony Tony Shalhoub's character was not on board with the ghosting at first and was giving it like Mm -hmm. they were all giving Dennis a hard time. Y'all are looking around this thing and not saying ghosts are real. Okay. 45 minutes into it, I had to take a pause. I'm like, you uh arthur is the most gaslighting mother effer in the entire <laughs> movie. and i'm just like these are he's like can you just stop with the haunted house stuff at least until we find bobby and i'm just like do you not see everything do you not put your put the special glasses on arthur no. and sit down and shut the fuck up <laughs> arthur should have died uh, I don't have an argument against that. <laughs> I think everybody should have died except Dennis, even them kids. So now Bobby is downstairs. He has the glasses. He sees a ghost hanging and then he sees like the basement full of ghosts. And he has a appropriate reaction and he freaks the fuck out and runs out. Yes. After which first of all the little kid keeps going guys stop playing with me bitch get out of that goddamn basement god damn it this fucking kid i do love that he like ran full speed into a plate of glass <laughs> and all knocks himself out back. all of mary's effect 
every time. Just like wah, wah, just <laughs> <laughs> laid out. <laughs> I was happy with the decision too. And then Matthew Lillard delivers that really amazing line where he's like, what, do you think there's a petting zoo downstairs? No, it's full of ghosts. (laughs) Well, you're trying to knock sense into someone who is just adamantly like in La La Land. I would let him go downstairs and die with his kids and being like, well. And then um, they, someone sees a ghost. I can't remember who. And Arthur's like, I thought you said they were locked up. Oh, now you're a believer. Well, first, now that they're out. First, they all go downstairs because Arthur's like, look, if you help me find my kid, I will give mm-hmm. you the money that Cyrus owes you. Mm-hmm. They go downstairs. And the first thing this dumbass says is let's split up. I do want to note that pretty much all of them were people of color for the exception of Matthew Lillard's character mm-hmm. and they were making very white decisions <laughs> I'll just say it. yes uh it, it was actually the first film from a major American studio with three Arab American leads Tony Shalhoub F. Murray Abraham and Shannon Elizabeth and this is why I'll say it. I've said it before and I'll say it again It's great to have inclusion on the front end, but if you're not having inclusion on the back end, things are matching up. Yeah. If you're writing from a white perspective, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So Bobby wakes up after his TKO and he hears his mom saying, put on the glasses, Bobby. So he puts on the glasses he sees his mom as the fourth ghost. She's in her hospital gown with an IV, which IV in Roman numerals is four. Ha! Huh. <laughs> That's fire, literally. <laughs> <laughs> soon danielle too soon too soon soon. oh that was too much i was just trying to ride the wave okay my bad so it's at this point when you realize like bobby isn't just hearing his mom because like before you could kind of chalk it up to he's a little kid and maybe having all the spirits around he can kind of hear his mom or he's imagining it but oh no she's actually one of the ghost cyrus has captured and is in the house she is the fourth fourth ghost the wilted lover i believe yeah and what was bobby doing i know we talked about this earlier but was bobby trying to like pick up hot tracks to add to his you know mixtape like why is he rolling around with that tape recorder he likes to record facts about death so yes. he will be reading articles and he just be like, this person was beheaded and just like talk to his thing where he just record factoids about death. Because Bobby was a weird fucking kid. <laughs> for some reason, there's this running theme in horror movies where no one gets therapy and they just let this boy just rock around with all of that trauma and he's just <laughs> acting it out in like weird freaking ways. Yes. <laughs> but see, the thing is, I would have thought Bobby was cooler if he was full emo. But he was just annoying. Yeah. 
he did trauma. have the emo aesthetic though because like he had like the little goth he did but stuff, he didn't but... he didn't he didn't really embrace the emo he was he didn't full commit no he was emo <laughs> sesame street size you know what i'm saying yes he very was, emo sesame street he had the trauma but he didn't have the swag of emo sorry bobby not sorry I have Uncle Cyrus loses glasses again. So is it Bobby that sees Uncle Cyrus? Yes, I, I think so. He sees it like after he sees his mom, he sees Uncle Cyrus and then something happens and then Bobby's gone. Yeah, Bobby's gone. Yeah. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But when he sees Uncle Cyrus, he doesn't have his glasses on. So plot twist. Ooh. Uncle Cyrus ain't dead. <laughs> And he leaves his glasses and his mixtape radio set mm-hmm. on the floor. Yes. Um, and then these fools split up. And, yes. Um, the dad and Shin Elizabeth find it. Um, and things start to take a twisty turn because the ghosts are out and they're ready for some cutting. Yes. And so what Matthew Lillard says about the ghosts is they stayed in their tortured realm. So violence is all that they know, which is why they just want to attack people and kill them. He flips off the hammer and has a, has a flash where he sees his own death. Dennis does. And so he's like, Oh, fuck. And Kathy and Arthur find Bobby's glasses in the microphone and it play the uh, Arthur plays a little bit of it. They hear Bobby screaming on the video and then the fucking jackal shows up. And the jackal's supposed to be like one of the scariest ghosts, like the worst one. Yes. They describe him as the Charlie Manson of ghosts. And then <laughs> he goes on to say, screw the kid we need to get out of the basement (laughs) (laughs) i was right there with him Mm -hmm. arthur is still full on there's no such thing as this ghost meanwhile the jackal has his daughter up against a wall levitating in the air getting (laughs) slashed to shit and he was like oh maybe i was wrong titty out and everything your Mm. daughter's getting messed up and you still sitting out here i ain't afraid of no ghost like an idiot (laughs) finally puts the glasses on sees the ghost he's like my god really really took you this long to hop on board glad you joined us arthur and that's when Peter for ghost shows up with a flare scares because uh, i guess fire scares ghosts i i don't i don't well, understand if, the, uh, if i from my supernatural oh yes training please it's salt fire and silver i believe are the mm. things that usually will scare a supernatural so mm. i'm assuming yes fire does fuck with them Thanks, Jensen and Jared. (laughs) Who's the kid with the bow and arrow? There's a part where uh, Dennis and Maggie are like just trading glasses. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I think Dennis sees it. Like Dennis is wearing the glasses, sees it and just like, oh shit, stop. (laughs) Everyone just like. Oh yes. 
back up slowly. <laughs> They're still trying to get away from the jackal. They run to a place and the wall closes and blocks the jackal off. And Thank so God. the jackal's contained for now. The naked ghost might go this way. Oh, that was the one that Dennis saw was the angry princess and Matthew Lillard's like Maggie we've got to go another way <laughs> Maggie pissed me off because she was doing dumb shit and again she just kept on asking stupid questions and not she wasn't with it she was real slow to the pickup and it was really like don't annoying. even ask questions just you just move just and follow. you just go and you bobbing and weaving you're surviving mm-hmm so they have a chance to talk to Peter for ghosts and she says she is in the spirit reclamation business to free trap souls Jesus <laughs> this is when Arthur finally puts his glasses on to see the jackal and Peter for ghosts her name is Kalina I finally looked it up she wants to set them all free. And she says she slipped in while the house was shifting. That, that's when I knew that bitch was a lie. <laughs> With that, that dissolvable key and you just got in. Yeah, right. So this is when Kalina explains that it's a basilisk device built by the devil and powered by the dead. And then Kathy's gone. And... Arthur and oh sorry real quick Kathy was literally like she had just been wounded by the jackal she was on their on her side next to Arthur and them they're having a conversation they turn around Kathy's gone how do you lose someone in a glass house (laughs) right (laughs) you're a bad father here's (laughs) here's a better question who the fuck is Kathy Are you asking honestly? Shannon Elizabeth. Okay, okay. That's her real name, her street name. Okay, my bad. But like, someone someone needs to call CPS. (laughs) If my kid was right next to me, like I just lost one of the kids, and my other kid had just been wounded, even if I'm talking, I'm like holding onto an ankle. Yeah. And like they did, they didn't really check her that thoroughly to make sure like her wounds didn't need like care or anything. They literally drug her away from this invisible ghost at this point. And then they're like, oh, very nice to meet you, Peter from the dead. Please explain what this house is. Oh, fascinating. Oh, Kathy, did you hear that? Kathy, (laughs) it was right here, Kathy. And then I was like... (laughs) Thank you so much. And now the movie gets hit good. Yes. (laughs) Then we see another exterior shot of the house being sealed up more by those steel walls going up. The house starts shifting again. So Dennis warns Maggie to get away from the glass. Maggie has the glasses while Dennis is being beat by an invisible to him ghost. And Maggie is watching and trying to tell him how to like escape it bob and weave yeah the torn prince is the ghost how he let a little child beat the shit out of him like that he can't see him danielle (laughs) he tried his best 
Yeah. I I got confused because at first I thought Matthew Lillard's character, Dennis, could see the ghosts without the glasses, um, unlike everyone else, which I think they should have definitely did with yeah. his powers, but he could not. So no. the scene put that in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> So while Dennis and Mag- Maggie are tag teaming the torn prince, PETA for ghosts says that the library has spell protection all around it. Everyone needs to get to the library. So they're trying to get there. And because the house is shifted so much, they literally have to like move a panel, which I don't know how they're moving panels. I thought they would probably be secure, especially because the floor is always fucking moving. But they're able to lift up a panel in the library and they're like shoving people up through the floor of the library to get them in there. Arthur has the audacity to tell Dennis, I rely on you to not get me killed. To which Dennis replies, I guarantee nothing. (laughs) Fair. So then. Yeah, it's uh, very fair of him. Like, right. Who, what? there's no promises there's fucking ghosts like come on everyone for themselves i'll help you when i can but not sacrifice my shit for you you and your whack-ass family so then we see big baby ghost (laughs) this is what i called him uh the great child in the dire mother are the the uh, proper names and then we see the fucking juggernaut is on the loose and you're like just and like- the jackal is supposed to be like the craziest ghost but i i would argue the juggernaut is to not be fucked with i wouldn't fuck with any of them especially <laughs> that that mom and son duo that shit was real creepy I think I would just handed them a Twinkie and been like, we cool now? And I did like that when the hammer saw Rodiga for the first time, he was chill. He was like, my (laughs) sister, I ain't going to hurt you. (laughs) But this white boy over here, he about to catch these hands and these nails and this hammer. (laughs) And it was about this part where Ken, my husband, hates horror movies, but agreed to watch 13 Ghosts with me. And I kept checking on him. And finally he goes, this is a terrible movie. The dialogue's terrible. Like no one's making good decisions. I was like, he wasn't scared at all because the dialogue took him so far out of the movie. He just couldn't even bother to be scared. I'm like, you have a fair point. All except for Matthew Lillard's lines, which I'm pretty sure are all just improv because he's amazing. And so yes. he added that flair, that levity while being super believable as this ghost hunter uh, into the movie. But so can, can we give it a same day rental up at, at, at this point, he was out. He was just <laughs> like, this is dumb. How much longer? Like, I'm really sorry for your loss, but I love this movie. And so the juggernaut is walking through the hall after Arthur and Arthur gets pulled up into the library in the nick of time. And so the juggernaut is not able to get him. (laughs) I didn't care either way. Yes. Wait, Um, no, that was the hammer. The hammer. Was was it the hammer? Yeah, Yeah. it was the hammer that was chasing him. 
sorry. Yes. The hammer is on the loose and Arthur is pulled up just in the nick of time. I don't know if these were just my brain thoughts or if someone said it, but I have the note. How do you lose an entire family in a glass house? Oh, someone said it. Did he? Did he? I was it Dennis? I I thought Dennis said that. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it was. When they're like, he was, he noticed that Kathy was gone. He was like, damn, son. And then we see more ghosties. We see the old lady in the stocks who is the pilgrimess. And uh, Peta for Ghosts is yelling at Dennis that it's all his fault. If you hadn't helped catch them, we wouldn't have to save them. So we're in this situation now. Everybody's in the study. The two kids are fucking missing. And now the two ghosties are having, ghost hunters are having a huge ethical fight. (laughs) And then, you know, after a while, it's like Tony Shalhoub's character's like, he's saying, can we get my fucking kids back? What the fuck is going on? So um, Peter, Peter for ghosts is saying, hey, she starts to give the history of the ghosts that have been collected. Uh, she does throw some shots at Dennis that it, this is 100% his fault because he was unethically working to capture these ghosts with Cyrus without any question as to what the hell was happening. Mm-hmm. So she has this magical book that she busts open that has all the answers of all the ghosts that Cyrus had to collect in order to be able to set this to set everything into motion. And as she's going through this, it is revealed that one of the ghosts, the fourth ghost, um Arthur's wife that died mm-hmm. in the fire and he is very upset by this that his own family did this and then realizes that Dennis was behind this and knew that this was his wife that he captured and so that causes some more friction and but- Arthur asked Dennis why why her and Dennis says Cyrus handpicked all the ghosts which I have a question did Cyrus purposely set fire to the I house? I thought that the whole time. Same. And, and how did how would he know if he did set the fire? How would he know that the wife would die and not the rest of them? Like, well, how did he just, set that up? It would just be the wilted lover. So either the mother or the father could have died and been that ghost for him. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Should have killed them kids. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like, they were so you're annoying. always like the old groundskeeper in Scooby Doo <laughs> who would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for them pesky kids. At least the Scooby Doo gang was smart, not these two idiots. Kalina does say this house is not a house, it's a machine. And then she does go through firstborn son, the torso, the bound woman, the withered lover, the torn prince, the angry princess, the pilgrimess, the great child, the dire mother, the hammer, the jackal, and the juggernaut are and the, all the ghosts. And that's 12 ghosts. And then Dennis jumps in and says, wait, there's, what about, he said some, you know, there's supposed to be a 13th ghost, mm-hmm. like a, a fail safe, a fail safe ghost. Mm-hmm. And this is where PETA for the Peter for the ghost steps in and says that pretty much Arthur is going to have to sacrifice himself in order to save the kids. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't sit right with Dennis. He's a little confused by that and doesn't believe it. And he does pull Arthur to the side saying, regardless of everything, I really want to help you save your kids. But I think there has, there could be another way. Like this doesn't seem or feel right. So yeah, what she says is the broken heart is the 13th ghost and it will stop the opening to the portal because love is the most powerful energy. And she also says that these ghosts were collected to open up ocularis infernum, which translates to the eye of hell, which would give whoever had, had this power, the ability to be able to see the past, the future, the present, anything that Mm -hmm. exists in the world. And so we all know knowledge is power and that person would be the richest person ever. Um, And that's what Cyrus wants. And so now they're making a plan. Matthew Lillard is very outspoken that he doesn't read Latin. And so how how are you ghost hunting and you're not really getting those skills? Huh, Sam? All this time. And he's out here hunting and he don't learn the basis. He has psychic abilities. (laughs) I don't care what Latin, French, whatever you speak, I can touch things and see everything that went going with it i should just get bumped to the top of the queue that's just, that's just how that works well uh it didn't serve him in the end no so they do take a panel with a containment spell and they're walking around the house with this giant ass glass panel it must glass weighs a lot yeah and if that was like bulletproof shatterproof ghostproof glass like I don't think those two dudes could Have carry that it. shit around. I wonder, could you take a photo of the inscription and carry that? Can go see pictures? We didn't Vampires have camera phones can. at the time. So. Damn. <laughs> okay. Good, good um, point. They see the lawyer. Someone says, is that half of the lawyer? <laughs> I think it was uh, Maggie who said it. <laughs> And then Dennis and Arthur encounter the torn prince. He's swinging for the fences. And then Maggie sees someone, but Kalina hits her with the book and knocks her the fuck out. Oh, is it Maggie sees Cyrus? Yes. Yeah. She's like putting on the glasses. She's like, like, I'm taking the glasses off. He's not disappearing or something. She's like, throw something and eat it for the ghost. (laughs) hits her in the back of the head with the book because there's like nothing else better to hit her with and maggie hits her head against the wall and is knocked out i think maggie deserved justice to beat the shit out of that lady before she got her due diligence hundred yeah um so then now confirmed cyrus is alive and apparently he and peter for the dead are in cahoots because they start fucking making out yeah gross yeah rose no rose i'm I'm really sorry whatever your name is abraham murray abraham even your pimp outfit ain't pulling it for me (laughs) just not (laughs) this is not doing it for me and then she becomes so like submissive to him yes yeah like this was all like this like she was doing a boy is she also an actress like she was doing this whole I'm here to save ghost things. She was just like, okay, now what do we do? Like I, I trapped him in a thing. <laughs> she killed her partner. Like the guy. Yeah. She did everything that this 
old raggedy ass man told her to do that's what she said she's like essentially she's like did i do a good job daddy issues class (laughs) 100 percent also that like so cyrus he's like where is there was a piece in the book that Mm -hmm. he needed and he's like where is it um where was it who had it that piece that he needed like i don't remember well it wasn't (laughs) sam it was torn out of the book right it's like a hole in the book okay anyways it's it wasn't even important to the plot no it wasn't (laughs) we don't hear about it again (laughs) and then he like maneuvers to get rid of this bitch that bitch got squashed in between Mm -hmm. the glasses like we really see her head squeeze i was looking for the blood in the guts but they turned away i would have liked that um sacrifices must be made and just walks by she's like (laughs) (laughs) and she um apparently her death where she's crushed between two glass panels which was originally much gorier with shots of her eyes popping out and brain squirting out. It was cut down at the end as director Steve Beck feared such a gory death would earn the film an NC-17 reading. So we almost have mattered. It might've helped the, the the movie to make money because people would have been like, Ooh, how bad is it? Is it super gory? I'll go. But so now Dennis sees the hammer, and he and he knows what needs to be done. Dennis is a hero. (laughs) I mean, he did what he had to do in life just to get by with his freaky powers, and so to to sacrifice himself to make up for all the wrongdoing he did. Uh, he he knows what's going to happen and so he tells Arthur that there's only room for one person behind the panel because it's kind of like catty corner in a corner so no ghost can get behind it and and kind of shoves Arthur behind it shoves the panel tight and then the hammer and the juggernaut are there they start beating the shit out of him and then the juggernaut does his spine bending finishing move and Dennis is no more and it's really upsetting to me <laughs> I liked Dennis I didn't want him to die like that and like th- there's a part where he was just like how could you do all this how could you let Cyrus do something Cyrus was my friend you know you know yeah and stuff like that and I'm just like yeah because Dennis was just a weird guy for like the yeah. longest time and he felt and- understood by this crazy person yeah. Who was rich and gave him money, but now he <laughs> didn't because and valued his like weird freaky powers. Yeah, but also knocked pills out of his hand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was gangsta. He was he had so much pimp energy. So poor Dennis dies for no goddamn reason to save this mm-hmm. bland ass family. Um, and then we get we're at the climax of the movies. Yeah. Um, all the ghosts disappear and reappear and the floor even Y2K Jackie was like the physics of this floor make no sense because like what's holding up all of those like round 
flippy pieces. So it's essentially a secular portion of the floor and it has rings and the rings are all flipping up around the uh, Maggie or not Maggie, Kathy and Bobby who are sitting in the middle of the circle. And so these rings are flipping up at different intervals while the 12 ghosts are around them chanting in Latin. And so they're trying to open up that eye to hell. Um, Arthur C. Cyrus, he very slowly counts all the ghosts. He wants to make sure he doesn't miscount. So I guess he takes a sweet ass time, realizes there's 12 ghosts here, takes his glasses off. Oh, Cyrus isn't dead. And so he remembers what Dennis told him (laughs) and plays some expert level double dutch with all of these rings flipping up, flipping down. Oh, because who gets thrown into the rings and chopped up? Cyrus? Uh, Cyrus is like, Arthur C. Cyrus gets angry, starts fighting him. Apparently Arthur has zero hands. No. And he's just and he's just getting beat up by Cyrus. And Cyrus is like, you're gonna go over there or your family's gonna die. Jump in that and do that. And then out of nowhere, Maggie had regained consciousness and decided to just like mess with the machine by lifting levers and pulling stuff. And it had this weird like, yeah, like I like, I remix yes I, I, my brother was literally next to me he's like Reese's and I was just like <laughs> I just feel like the directors and the writers were like wouldn't it be cool if we had like this whole thing and it looked like a turntable and it's like the rapper comes and she kind of mixes it she's a rapper not a DJ like what are we talking about here this is real dumb shit and my sister did give this commentary when Arthur and Cyrus were throwing hands at each other and my sister was like this is not giving what they thought it was like this is (laughs) this is the saddest fight I've ever seen very sad but that audio is get dis- disrupted because it's like chanting in Latin and mm-hmm. that frees the ghost. And the ghost, first thing was just like, oh, hey, it's you guys, the guy who's locked this up. Yeah, just let's throw him into the, the blender. Let's do that. Yeah. And so Cyrus bids go everywhere. We know the rings of Saturn are sharp. And then that's when Arthur plays master level double judge, <laughs> gets his timing right. And jumps into the center to do what? We don't know. Because now he's just trapped with his kids, hugging on him. What's she doing, Arthur? That wasn't a good plan. He loves, he said if, he's, if his kids are going to die, he's dying with him. That's what he said. Oh, I mean. I My mom says that all the time. If y'all die, I'm going with you. Okay, Christine. <laughs> that's what she, that's what Kathy said. I was like, how'd you know that was going to work? He's like, I didn't. <laughs> I was just like, if I know (laughs) this movie isn't as good as I remember (laughs) (laughs) so uh, gears start freezing up everything that the house is chaotic at this point (laughs) it's just breaking all over the place uh it kind of just blows up and (laughs) after the dust settles there's Arthur still hugging on his kids like we all right did we make it out? I is guess it, we did. Is it weird that all I was thinking about was my stuff? 
all the stuff I could sell. <laughs> all the artifacts. <laughs> the Highlander sword. That's all I was thinking about when that part happened. Like the money. The money. <laughs> and then we see the ghost like, well, guys, I guess our work here is done. They Let's literally- go head off into the forest. I, they're literally the SpongeBob meme. Okay, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> and like they're all walking single file in the houses. So you see like everyone walking, and you see like the torso just like <laughs> and they just fade off. And it's like, all right, well, I mean, they were supposed to be super violent, and like they're pretty sure they would just kill everybody in the house first. Yeah. Out, but okay, sure. Yeah, they maybe they were grateful that they were they freed them. So maybe they're like, you get this one pass, this one pass. <laughs> but in exactly a year, we coming back for you, bitches. And then, <laughs> and I wrote, everything's fine. <laughs> it's just like, okay, guys. Well, we're alive, so that's good. And then they see mom, she has no scars. So she, her unfinished business is rectified. She can fade off into oblivion. So my sister said, what is this? A ventriloquist situation? Cause the mom was just like floaty. And then it was like, she was smiling and there's no, the words are calling for her. Like, <laughs> I love you guys. I love you. <laughs> be good and we're like i don't get it why is she not talking <laughs> but she's talking i didn't even notice <laughs> she's just beaming smiling and then the voice is like permeating in their head and i'm just like she could have just talked that part yeah super unnecessarily weird and then last line of the movie maggie what she say danielle girl i don't know she's like i'm I, tired of these i'm going back to newark i'm tired of these white people these ghosts these things i'm out of here i quit and that's and, how the movie ends and rod digger quit in real life because she never did a movie again she probably watched her performance yes. and said "Oof, baby girl this is not my gift nope. it's not my gift and question because i didn't research the song that plays during the credits is that Rod Diggis singing? Girl, I hit, as soon Rapping. as I saw the credits, as soon as I saw the credits, I back <laughs> home button. Done. Yeah, that's all I saw. It was a wrap for me. That is thirteen guests. It's the end. <laughs> it's over. So one of the shooting days for this film for reshoots unfortunately happened to be on September 11th when word of the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center reached the cast and crew of the set. They all shared a moment of silence together before resuming production. Director Steve Beck was very uncomfortable the entire day. I'm surprised they didn't just stop production for the day. They had a very tight budget. I mean, it's like, I know we talked about the budget earlier. They had a tight budget and they had a huge crew and they really, I think, were up against time. But yeah, I agree. They should have just paused 100%. Um, 
so Roger Ebert, little Raj, as Roll Call <laughs> likes to call him. <laughs> Shout out Roll Call. <laughs> Praise the production value, saying the production is first rate. The physical look of the picture is splendid. However, he did criticize the story, lack of interesting characters, loud soundtrack, and poor editing. I didn't find the editing to be poor at all. Side note, I found really nothing wrong with the editing and cinematography in general. That's Jackie's note, not Will Rogers. <laughs> and in 2005, he included it on his list of most hated films. Damn, that's... <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, that's some bass in his voice, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, uh, excluding the opening scene, this film is all the events that we went through is supposed to take place over the course of one day, which a night, like a, I think one night. a couple hours, yeah, like a couple yeah. hours, really. That's a lot to endure. It is when the family is driving to see Cyrus's house a scene shows Kalina gathering material seemingly to prepare for a fight to stop the culmination of Cyrus's work however when she packs audio recorded spells you can see both drawing spells and containment spells Kalina packs drawing spells alluring to the fact that she was working for Cyrus all along I feel like they should have had a witch also be a part of this like someone who's actually knowing these spells because she brought nothing to the table except that big betrayal, ass book. betrayal in that <laughs> book yeah it is so sam tell us what your rating is now as a full-grown adult <laughs> in 2021 is a it one day like a one day rental same day rental it is yeah just like hey just <laughs> i just need to get some i don't want to watch uh she's all that or scream but I need some Matthew Lillard, so I'm going to watch 13 Ghosts. You've always got Wing Commander. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to justify that with an answer. Okay. And Jackie? We already know, Jackie. Don't worry. No judgment. Go ahead say would buy it, would buy it again. Would buy it again. <laughs> I love the shit out of this movie. I don't care that it doesn't make sense. I love it and i'll watch it any chance i get (laughs) so hot take for me since brand new eyes i i saw so much potential in this movie so much potential it's hard for me because it could have just oh it was so much potential if they got rid of the kids rod digger got recast they had maybe a little bit of better writing because some of the plot holes but the look of it, the idea of it was just it's so full of wealth. So it makes me sad. And Matthew Lillard. So I can't give it a five-day rental because I'm not watching it again. Um, <laughs> I would say maybe two-day rental. I don't think it's absolute trash, but I am not writing back to mom at summer camp about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> movie was trash (laughs) (laughs) sam why don't you tell everybody again if they didn't hear it in the trailer how they can listen to your podcast four minutes to save the show uh you can find the podcast on any platform you listen to podcasts apple uh uh 
Google, whatever you use, uh, smoke signals, whatever you use to listen to your <laughs> podcast. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at, at four minutes. You can find me on Instagram at, at four minutes too. And you can find me on TikTok at, at four minutes, but I don't have anything just yet. It's coming though. <laughs> um, and as always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at no more late fees. And if you want to, you know, let us know what you thought of this episode or any past episodes, you can also direct message us, tweet us, or give us a call and be featured on the show. Jackie? Yes. Our quick drop number is 909-601-NMLF, 909-601-6653. If you're international, you can leave us a message on our Anchor account. And we welcome feedback, suggested future movies, what you liked, what you disliked, corrections, if you have blockbuster or video store stories, favorite moments from past podcasts, like this call that we received from our pod pal, Stephanie, commenting on a couple of our spooky season movies. So here is Stephanie. Hey, Jackie and Danielle, it's Stephanie. Um, just finished the Joyride and the Halloween H2O podcast. And it's really cool because sometimes I'll listen to them before I watch the movie or sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to rewatch this movie. I don't, ain't nobody got time for that. But then I'm like, I hear you guys talking about it, laughing, describing things. And I'm like, okay, now I have to watch it. And when you guys were talking about, um, Paul Walker's plane ticket and like how much was it and did he pay like what was the difference he had to pay for the car when I watched it there's a scene where he looks at the plane ticket and I paused it and it says on the ticket that it was like $748 and I'm like oh so he just had to pay like three four hundred dollar difference or whatever but, you know, hearing things like that that you guys mentioned in the podcast makes me want to go watch it and, like, kind of see um, if I can find those, like, hidden gems and then share them with you guys. But I am just enjoying all of them and cracking up along with y'all. I mean, I've never seen Halloween H2O. I have to be honest, when it came out, I was like, Halloween H2O? So it's like, this one in the water? Like oh, I'm so over these movies. So when I, when it came out, when I was younger, I was like, oh, it's about Michael and like, maybe they're on a boat or something. So I never really like took the time to look into it, but I guess they called it H2O to be like Halloween 20 years later, whatever. Um, but my little young underdeveloped mind was like Halloween water, like what is happening? But enjoying the podcast, y'all, y'all are cracking me up. Um, keep it coming. So proud of you guys here to support y'all. Can't wait for more. And if you would like to be featured on a future episode, hit us up at the quick drop. (laughs) Stephanie, hilarious. That's all I've got to say. Hilarious. I think I died laughing a million times over. It was wonderful when, (laughs) when I told Danielle about you calling in. And if you really want to support this podcast, the best thing besides listening is to tell a friend or write a review on Apple for us. Please consider leaving a five-star review for us 
on Apple, it will help us be seen by other potential new listeners. We greatly appreciate it. And if you would like to help us out in another way, please consider becoming a Patreon member, patreon.com slash no more late fees. You will get exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, live Spotify playlists, and more. So stay tuned for next week, where we will be talking about Monsters, Inc. with our resident Disney dude, Nick. And until next time, be kind and rewind.